1: Yes, guys. I'm Sy. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Back here at Eat state Media for another episode of My Story, and I'm delighted to so welcome Boom Boom Brandon Scott, the biggest, the baddest nerd. It's, the, ba- the, it's the baddest
0: nerd on the planet. Yeah, there you go. The baddest man on the planet was already taken by Mike Tyson, wasn't it? And I'm not going to try and compare myself to Mike Tyson, but do you know what? No one's ever done the baddest nerd. On- I'm the baddest nerd on the planet.
1: People love it, don't they? Yeah. I um it's funny right because like a lot of fighters which I speak to I speak to loads of guys from MMA and boxing and that and either in year or yeah like online and that and then some of them take themselves really seriously which is fine and that I get it especially when you're fighting for your health for your career for whatever like but what I like about you what from what I've seen of you in previous like interviews and the build-ups to your fight and that is you like. And laugh I just and just I,
0: I don't relaxed, I don't like. I don't like to take life too seriously. Mm. You know, I don't know if you know the story of me why I started boxing, but all my life I've had people laughing at me. So I'm used to it, I'm conditioned to it right now. So, you know, all I wanna do is I wanna put a smile on people's faces, you know. Like even uh, I don't know if you see my last fight when I did the front flip over the rope and I nearly ballsed it up.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was like, Yes, people were laughing at me and granted I'll be the f- I'll be if I mess up, I'll be the first to laugh at myself too, but I just, I'm just here to put a smile on people's faces. I'm not taking life too
1: seriously. I think it's only really here once, mate. And it's got to enjoy it, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I think, like you mentioned why you started boxing. That's a good place to start, I think. But before we do, jump in, come in a bit closer, mate. Just yeah. so you're in the frame a bit. can have the
0: camera all Simon though, can we? Just that,
1: like half, half you in there. Um, so yeah, like you just mentioned why you started boxing. Like, tell us a bit about them early days when you were like really young. What was you into? As a kid, before you found boxing,
0: well, before I found boxing, I used to play football. Um, yeah. I used to be a goalkeeper, and I I was actually quite good. I was in Cardiff Academy. Yeah, so well, I you know I played for Cardiff Academy, but I I could give you some reason like oh I just fell out of love with that. I just I used to struggle to wake up early in the morning, so the games were like nine o'clock in the morning. So I'd show up at like ten o'clock half time. Yeah, I'd show up yeah. at half time halfway through a football game. I'd be like, oh, boys, what's to the school? <laughs> and they'd be like, Brandon, where have you been? So, uh, you know. I was, I was good at football, but uh, you know they say love at first sight. This was the same thing with boxing. You know, the second I started boxing, I was like, "This is what I want to do." But uh, I used to, I used to, um, I was big into football and eating food.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, I seen a thing in um, on Wales Online. I, don't know, I can't remember if it was an interview with you or if it was like a, a write-up about you, just saying like um, you're quite a big boy, like when you were kids and that. Mm-hmm. You picked kids, you take a piss and that. Um, like, what was that like? Because I've done like quite a few shows on like mental health and different mental health conditions and all these different things, and it's kind of quite interesting to see how people come come through these things and develop it because it's not easy, is it? Like when you've got when you're a kid, I got three teenage boys here, and like I find it hard as a father when they've had different things, whether it's fights or kids picking on them and stuff like that. Like my older boy's got ADHD, and in the first sort of couple of years of high school, he had a brutal time, like with kids giving him grief. Like, how do you look back on that time?
0: Well, I, it's hard because I can look at it in two ways. I look back at it, and it was obviously a bad time in my life. Mm. But at the same time, it was the best time in my life because it made me who I am now. And like I said, I, I, I wasn't just a little bit big. I, went, I had to go to the hospital, and the doctor had to tell me I was extremely obese. He said the doctor, and actually was. Hearing it from kids was one thing, you know. Kids, kids can be horrible. Obviously, you know, bullying's just bullying's bullying. Yeah. But when you hear it coming from a medical professional, it hit home a bit more because, like, right, like, this guy's not saying it to make fun of me. This yeah. guy's he's warning me, and he, you know, he knew what he was talking about. So that that's that's what struck home for me the most. But I don't know if you know this or knew, but I got Tourette's syndrome as yeah. well. So I was a small, fat, shy kid with Tourette's syndrome. I was easy pickings, for people like that. But I truly do believe. The bullying was the best thing that could have ever happened to me, because it gave me two options. Like, bullying is obviously horrible, and the way everyone's going now, it's like they want they want to stop bullying, but you're never going to stop bullying. No. I think you have to do something about it, and I don't mean beat people up. I don't mean you know become an asshole. I mean you have an op you have a choice to change your life. And yeah, people were calling me fat. People were calling me this. People were calling me that. But I looked at myself and I said, right, Brian, they they are bullying you. They're calling you fat. But you are fat. I thought, you know, I was honest with myself. I wasn't mm. I wasn't being mean, I was being brutally honest with myself, so I said, you know what, you've got to do something about it, and I did. So I truly, if I could go back and change something, I wouldn't change anything, because bullying made
1: me who I am today. Yeah, and I think, like, high school's brutal, innit? Like, yeah. kids, teenage kids are brutal, like, yeah. and they'll, there's always someone or a few people within a class a year who kind of become the targets and then it's it is very difficult and i kind of agree with you in terms of you're never going to stop bullying particularly no. in high school you're just not going to do because you've got different types of groups of people who are into different things they're always going to clash and stuff yeah. like that anyway but what you should do in my opinion is you try and help people to deal with it better yeah and um, and like as a very extreme example like you see a lot, you know, a lot of shootings in schools in america like yeah so to me on the sort of lower side of that in this country if you've got kids who are being bullied teach them how to deal with it without resorting to aggression yeah in school whether that is like a sport like boxing or mma or a martial arts something which teaches a bit of discipline but also like a bit of self-defense and fitness and stuff like well, that yeah, There's exactly. different ways to do it but I think it's preparing kids a bit better. I think sometimes kids just get chucked in high school and they think it's going to be all fun and games yeah, like it was. You go, you
0: go from, you know, like, adult, you, I don't know what you call it. You call it high school from Swansea. Yeah. We don't call it high school. No, comp. We, we call it comprehensive. Yeah. But I don't know if you call it primary school, the one before yeah. high school. That's all, that's all sunshine and rain. Yeah, that's just fine, that's not it? That's happy. It's all you're all little kids. Then you go to comp and it's like, you're in a whole new food chain. And you said people can be horrible. So it's almost like, and then you go again, then you go from, uh, you go from comprehensive school, you go to the real world, and there's another big difference. So you, you always yeah. have to adapt to your surroundings. But I, I think 90% of the time, if you have a problem in your life, I think the answer is going to be work harder and solve it, whether it's bullying, whether it's work, whether it's anything. I don't think you're ever going to you're ever gonna regret looking back and working harder on yourself, are you? So.
1: No, not at all. And I think, to be honest, was one of my big bugbears with school system generally in, in Wales and the UK. It's exactly. like, I feel like sometimes we don't prepare kids for the real world no. we teach them a lot of stuff which they never use again. I can
0: calculate the angle yeah, of yeah, a triangle yeah. but I can't pay taxes yeah, like yeah
1: exactly <laughs> that. And it's but it's all sorts of stuff like that you know, taxes and like some kids especially if they've lived at home until their like early 20s or they've gone to uni or something so they've they've never lived away they've gone to uni in a local place they've lived at home and then suddenly they move out and they're responsible for all their own bills and all their yeah. own money and they don't know what, they don't like know what to, to do with it yeah. and 12 months later they're in thousands and thousands of pounds worth of debt well, because yeah. they don't know how to manage it but that would be more useful to me than just teaching like you say the algebra or some shit which right, some people might use but I never used it you know. I didn't I didn't use it in school I, I was never big on school but uh
0: it's this it's, like it's, it's down to certain people certain people if they want to go and be a doctor they want to go and be a farm like one of my best friends is training for pharmacy right now yeah. so at school and the education system
1: obviously benefited him but me i wanted a box so what what the hell is school gonna do to benefit me you well know? unless you're my 14 year old son who absolutely hates school you have to go to school and you have to do all your work and you have to behave oh, and I, do it all he, he just thinks he even at 14 he's like they just they're teaching me stuff i'm gonna go out of school in two years time or Years' time, and I'm not going to use it again.
0: I couldn't tell you 95% of the stuff from school. I, That's well, it? I was never the smartest. I was never the smartest in school. I just remembered mm. something funny. My science teacher, um, her name was Miss Trahan Morgan, and we were writing the name on the book. and It's stupid i remember this, but she went, Right name, my now, na-, writing the name in the book. She went, my name is Miss Trahan Morgan, right? This is going to tell you nothing with me, Simon. I actually wrote *Typhoon*. Yeah, <laughs> I right. I read Hahn, I wrote *Typhoon* and then *Book more But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've, ne- I've never, I, you know, everyone's different. I've never been that ac- uh, academical. I missed I missed a lot of school, um, because I was in the national team for boxing. I had to get removed from. Um, no, I, I missed a lot of school
1: to travel yeah. abroad all over Europe. So I was I, I was never going to be in school anyway. But you know, even so, like it's still, ne- if you weren't doing that and you're not academic, it's a struggle for kids. Well, it, is like, a str- it is a struggle. The only thing like, I wasn't in school because I didn't—I I knew what I wanted to do.
0: Some people mm-hmm. don't go to school just because they don't want to go to school, but they still don't know what they want to do with their life. Yeah. So I think that, that that can be dangerous, but I think if you're not doing it because you're pursuing your dream, I think it's a bit different. Now. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. And, and like you say, you knew what you wanted to do, and also you, we're good at it yeah. so it's like well, yeah we're yeah, doing it like we're either.
0: good at it but oh it was the teachers what i would say to me like brand what are you going to do with boxing not work out i was like it's gonna work out yeah. and They're like oh no it might not work out and i'm like it's, it's, gonna, work I'm like, it's gonna work out and i'm fine so, you know, like,
1: <sighs> so with that like with all the like the kids who was horrible to you and stuff like that was it did they kind of leave you alone gradually as you sort of lost a bit of weight and doing a bit more boxing and stuff like that or was it pretty brutal all the way through.
0: Well it kind of changed to be honest because I actually it was I went through a phase when I wasn't that I wasn't really bullied it was more when I just joined comprehensive school it wasn't even from my friends it was from people outside of school believe Mm. it or not And then it happened a little bit in school but it was more outside of school Um, and then about year nine it's uh, year eight sorry it stopped but then I started boxing and people heard I started boxing and that like re Reignited the flame then because they thought ah look at him fucking boxing now, and then it started it started mm-hmm. all over again. There was people come up to oh Brian you want to spar and they were trying to fight me because mm-hmm. they thought and it just it started all again and I and I could have very easily quit at that point because I, I, there was a point when I thought to myself I don't oh my god I was like it's it's happening again now because yeah. I just I want to box. Then what happened was I started almost distance myself from school and focus like I said earlier focusing on myself. So. <sighs> kind of calmed down a little bit and now well now i am where i am I don't, I don't i don't even know where half the people who bullied me are now but it kind of it was a, it was a two, it was like a two-phase attack mm. <laughs> started first thought so was just from being fat and the second one was it, it was more for just starting boxing i was a yeah. little fat kid. i didn't exactly fit the usual or the usual yeah, boxer yeah. looked like you know course, yeah. i wasn't muscly and yeah. the tattoos on me i was a short fat kid <laughs> and so you know that i didn't exactly fit in but I'm, yeah, I, I'm used to it now, That's mm-hmm. that, I'm, I truly believe that's why I can do all the, the crazy shit that I do now is because of that, because I went, um, I flew to Ireland on Saturday to see Eddie Hearn okay. um, on this, uh, they were doing a 5k run so I like to do silly stuff so I dressed up as Forrest Gump,
2: mm-hmm. you know with the
0: beard, the Bubba mm-hmm. Gump hat, I dressed up like that. I was standing there getting ready to go into the run and there were like 200 people around me and they're all looking at me and they're laughing. But I'm I'm fine with that because two reasons. One, I'm used to it, I've, I've been laughed yeah. at my whole life. But number two is because they're laughing because I'm trying to put a smile on people's faces. That, yeah. that's, that's what I want to do. The first priority for me will always be win. I will do anything it takes in order to win. But the second one is I want to put a smile on people's faces. They are bo- professional boxing tickets. They're not exactly cheap, they don't you know. And money doesn't grow on trees. So I think the average price for a ticket, call is sixty pound. That's a lot of money for you know yeah. just someone, someone to come and watch me. So I feel the least that I can do is give them this show and give them their money's worth. I want to put a smile on their face. I want them to leave there thinking, you know what, well, I enjoyed that night. That was good. I'm not doing it to make money. I don't make any money on my fights. I uh, I discount kids under under like under thirteen i know like i said six pounds for them is a lot of money so i discount any children half price i pay for the bus to get to and from the venue cost like 700 quid and i I spend all my money then trying to help like my career call it i don't make no money but i don't need money and i don't want money it's not about money for me it's about it's about getting my dream proving people wrong and proving my old self wrong proving my new self that i'm right that i can do it so, I, 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 you know, people say about making money, I, everyone's different, I suppose, but I don't think if you want to make money, you should go into boxing, because it's a, it's a, it's a lonely place, you know, when you're tired and you get beat up on the ropes. You know, I, if it was for money, I think I'd, you could think to yourself, oh, I can make money somewhere else, but I, mm. I, I don't know, I'm not doing it for money, so I, I truly believe that that's putting me in a better advantage. The thing is,
1: like with boxing, and uh, like sport particularly, is like money will come anyway if you're successful, yeah. and I think if you're too focused on money early on, you get distracted by it when you get that first big paycheck or that big that big event or whatever. You get distracted by it, and like um, you know, he's, like I said, I speak spoken to a few fighters, and like um, I spoken to Paddy the Paddy a few times, yeah. and he um, the first time he I think it was the first time, might have been the second time he came on, but when he came in, he was like he said like he was 19 and he won the cage warriors featherweight title and all that. And he was like the next big thing. And, but he would go out in Liverpool and he'd have like loads of people with him. And then when he had his first loss and kind of things went bad for a bit, they all kind of just disappear. Yeah. But when you're successful, they're all with their hands out and that. And I think like, I look back to when I was like 18, 19 and I think I would struggle just from a maturity level in terms of how to cope with that. Yeah. But like people like yourself and, and Paddy and people who've got a different mindset. And I think a lot of that probably comes from boxing and, mm-hmm. and martial arts and the people which train yeah, you, like yeah, you yeah. got people like Gav Rees and that, like they're gonna guide you through difficult times as well. well Gavin,
0: Gavin's more my friend than my trainer. Yeah. You know, me and Gavin always take the piss out of each other, mm. but we're friends and he just happens to be one of the best in the world at boxing. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, you know, it's an bonus. added bonus, yeah. Like you said, you know, people, I'm not like I'm not doing this for fame, I'm not I'm not doing it for money, I'm doing it because one, I am good at it, and two, it's my it's my, it's my dream. I will I honestly I know I'm 90 and you might think, shut up, brand, you don't know what you're talking about, but I would die. I would die for this because it's my life. And if I have to go to hell and back, I don't care how many times I gotta go, I go and I torture my body and my mind on a daily basis. Like you said about just being on a party just then, about people coming to support you. There are a lot of they're gonna do there's a lot of I want not say fake people, but like people who wouldn't support me anymore if I lost. Yeah. Now, the heavy majority of my ticket sales, I'll call them, they're, they're all from my local village and my local community, and I truly believe that they'd be with me. Right, they're like my ride or die. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think they'd be with me whether I, I won or I lost. I think they just they're there. Number one, they love a drink. Then mm. it's like, it's an excuse for them to go out and have a drink. And number two, I I truly believe they want me to do well. So. I think you should be very careful especially at a young age when you're trying trying to succeed I think you should be very careful who you put around you I have a, I'm very very particular and I, I, I pick very carefully who I have around me I have a very small circle of friends I don't have a girlfriend I, I just have my family and I have a very few small circle of friends but only people who want to do well themselves I haven't got any yeah. friends who just live for the weekend and want to go out on the drink I do I I am like friendly with them, yeah. but my circle, like my friendship yeah. group, is my family and a handful of people who are trying to do well themselves. Because I truly believe if you, it's like if you surround yourself with five idiots, you're going to be the sixth idiot. Yeah. You know, if you try and help five people doing well, you're going to be the fifth, uh, sixth person doing well. So, I I I think you should be very careful with who you put around you, and if they want you to do well or not. So. No, you you know you you. Mm. I was about to say older. You no, you you you're, you're you're older. You're wiser. You'd you'd have, you'd have understood it. And like you know, I do all these. I do stupid things. Granted, but I, I think no, I'm, I'm quite mature in my ways like that.
1: I, I could tell just from like ten fifteen minutes of speaking to you. Like straight away. Like I was just thinking then when you were talking. I was thinking a lot of the stuff which you're saying is the stuff how I think now. Like I got quite a small circle of friends. I'm yeah. Not really. I'm trying to build something So I'm not really interested in like going out and stuff and doing all those things. But it's taken me 20 years to realise yeah. it. I'm like Three Benjamin, I'm like Benjamin marriage, like Button, like I am. I'm you young, young, but I'm old. <laughs> and then when you're about 80, you'll be going out every weekend getting pissed I'll, up. and that. Like, well, well, exactly. Well, yeah. you That's think, when you can do it. Well, you
0: think, yeah. People say, oh, you should... For, you should um, have fun when you're young, lay while your system. The no, because I, like, oh, like, people say to me, "How can you? How do you ever sleep? Do you, how do you do all this stuff?" Because I'm young, I can get away yeah. with it. I, I haven't got, I have got time to sleep. I'm, I'm too focused on building myself. There's no, there's no age limit on going to a beach and getting drunk with your friends. There's no police man waiting on a beach going, "Sorry, sir, you're too old to come here." Yeah. But there is an age limit on boxing prime. I will be too old to chase my dream one day. One day it will be too late for me to, to go pursue my dream, but I will never be too old to have fun.
1: 100%, mate. And that's the, that's the thing, like like I said, like me and my missus, um, we've been married nearly 20 years now okay. and we've been together longer, Like, and our youngest is 14. As Soon as he's, whatever, doing his thing, we're going, like we're going to travel in the world and yeah. we're going to do all the things which we could have done when we were younger, but we had kids and we wanted to do it, because we wanted to have kids young, so that we could do stuff physically with them before I had a walking stick mine. But yeah, I was, yeah, I was I say, gonna say, you got a walking stick, now you wanna know. Before that, that was the plan. But like, but generally just like do all that sort of stuff. And then yeah. also, so that when they were old enough and they want to go and do their own shit, sure. we could just go and yeah. do our thing, but still be young enough to do it. Yeah. And I can't wait mate. I'm like, not that I want him to particularly <laughs> Get up, out of the go, get, go. Off. We got stuff to around. do. We <laughs> <laughs> Got places to see, people to see um it's funny though right because you're just saying like you've got a small circle yeah and then um, you haven't really got like those kind of left for the weekend idiots which means technically you just clarified that jack who's sat behind the camera but that is not an idiot no jack there, there jack, jack collier he's uh, yeah he sat there with a broken leg because
0: we are i said i'm mature but we are very childish my mm-hmm. circle we're very childish as well we went to a trampoline park yesterday I'm a jumping round, and Jack somehow breaks his foot, so he's in a massive cast there. By truth, like I said, Jack's in my circle, but Jack wants to do well. Jack's going to do well, so that's why I'm more than happy to have him around me. You know, me and Jack are always together. So he, I truly believe, he's around me. I will benefit him. My mindset will benefit him, like his mindset will benefit me. It's an it's an added on. You have you have to.
1: You people to drive you on, isn't
0: it? Yeah, people will drive you on, and also you get something out of it as well. Like let's. There has to be a mutual kind of getting something out of it. Like this fish facts, you wouldn't have had me on this podcast if I wasn't yeah. a professional boxer. And I, I wouldn't have came on this podcast if I didn't think you know, I wouldn't have drawn from Swansea to come on this podcast if I didn't think it would help push myself. Oh, that, God, even though I you know me mean you could get along really well, Simon, there has to be there has to be a benefit. There yeah. has to be something involved, does not there? Yeah,
1: otherwise it's just, just otherwise it's just two people talking in front yeah. of the camera that no one's gonna see.
0: Like what's the, what's that? Yeah. I dress yeah. well for this, what's that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: sweating in this sauna of a room. Oh, right? it's warming you, it? Jesus Christ. I man. told you, it's, it's, a, it's a warm, warm room. Um, so obviously you mentioned like you've got Tourette's and that. Yeah. Which um, I don't know how much you want to talk about it or not. Like I'm sort of quite interested in it because I feel yeah. like the stigmas around Tourette's have changed a lot in recent years. Mm-hmm. Or so, certainly compared to what it was when I was like younger and stuff yeah. like that. Like it was when I was growing up in like the sort of 90s, 80s, like a couple of the kids who sort of had Tourette's and stuff like that, it was yeah. brutal for them because they were just, kids were just relentless. Like that's never really been my kind of thing. Like even when I was a teenager to like yeah. be honorable to people, like kind of get on with people anyway. But like seeing some of the stuff which those kids have to go through was like even thinking back, like it was really hard. Like what was that like? Oh, how old were you when you sort of Found out.
0: Well, well, it's a weird one here because I, I didn't always have Tourette's. Oh, it's it, it, it's run in my family, but like it's more ticks in my family. I, I've I've got it the worst by I've got it the worst by far in my family. But up until about eight, I didn't have it. I had a really bad stutter. Okay. I had a really bad stutter, like to the point where my you know my mum would cry over it. It was mm. horrible, and it was literally Simon. I mean this. I woke up one day and I didn't have to, I didn't have a stutter anymore. It was gone. It was like. And I started twitching. I started twitching. I started twitching all of a sudden, like like that. And then it just it kind of left from there. But my ticks change. I make little noises. Sometimes I make little you know ticks like that. And one big set off of it is light, like a bright like that lamp right now is driving me insane. Right, it's like ah, I'm like a moth. You know, I'm attracted to light. But no, it's um i've learned to live with it my, my my mother's still always trying to give me things like, oh brand this cbd oil, I can my down i'm like mom i don't care i've i've learned to grow with it and i actually think you said about times have changed i don't know if it's because i'm boxing and i have a story of almost like an underdog mm. trying to make it but it almost like it plays well to me now mm. like people it, it adds to it uh, you know what, well, you go brand boy you you're doing well so I, I think that might add to it but I, honestly you learn to live with it it's like I, I can't remember what my life was like before, and I don't even, I forget I have it sometimes, but yeah. it, it changes, it's like, it's like it's got a mind of its own. Well, it does certain things I I do, and I don't tick, or it changes. So I said, I'll said i be make, sitting here, I'll make a little noise, I'll go, hmm, or I'll, I'll do a twitch, but if I have my phone in my hand, by here, the tick goes, and I do this.
1: Show well, that would, that would, uh, you know, the amount of times
0: I've smashed yeah, my was, phone. I was gonna say. Well, it's, it's, it's all, I'm walking around, t- but I'm running the worst. I'm running, mm. phone in my hand. I'll go. Mm. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I'm like, bro, what are you doing? And I drop my phone. I'm like, no. Oh,
1: mate, I would never jog across a bridge ever. Oh. Because my phone would be gone. Oh,
0: it's. It, and it's like I have a read. I'm like, good. no, Brian, don't, don't, don't mm-hmm. take that. Don't take, don't take. Breathe, calm. thanks. I obviously haven't got as you. Yeah. But it's like. You haven't got to do it. Like, I can hold it back, mm. but it's like a really, it's almost like an itch. You yeah. have a really bad itch somewhere and you're like this, just trying yeah. try not to itch and it's just, you're like that, trying not to, uh, yeah, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And it's like when you, when you do tick or you let the itch out, it's like, ah, oh, mm. massive, like, relief. So I just, I just tick. I, I don't, again, I say I don't care how people think of me. You know, if they don't like me, if they don't like me. It's... I'm happy in my life. I got a loving family who support me. I have got great friends around me. I got, I've got every, I, I feel I've got everything about a person could want right now. Obviously, you know what I what I would want, what you would want could maybe different yeah. because we're in different directions in life. But what
1: you need, isn't it? Like, exactly.
0: For where I am now, I'm. I've got. I've got the perfect team around me. I'm in a good place right now. I'm in a great frame of mind. So I've got nothing to complain about. If anything, I if anything, I find it funny. Sometimes I'll tick, or like. Um, I'll throw my phone up and drop her on the floor, and it is funny. Yeah? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm aware of that so everyone will laugh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But I don't. I, just, I I love it. I I played um, yesterday. I uh, Saturday, sorry. I flew to Ireland, dressed mm. as Forest Gump. Yesterday, I played Spider-Man on a child's birthday party. I seen that. Yeah. On, on Facebook. Yeah, yesterday I was Forest yeah. Gump. Today I was Spider-Man. Yeah. Um well uh Dan, my friend Dan
1: I'm in a dream uh, mate,
0: that is. Yeah oh, they, they keep trying to pay me. I'm like, you wanna pay me mm-hmm. for dressing up a Spider Man? Are you mental? <laughs> but no, he, he, um, my friend Dan comes to my fight, he said, Oh, he said, uh couldn't find a Spider-Man and they were they want like 150 quid. I was like, oh, I'll do it. I have a Spider-Man suit in my house, like genuinely. I, I have a Spider-Man suit ready in my house because I'm a massive nerd. So I would put that on and I did it for him. I don't want money. It's just, I'm helping out my friends. I'm doing it. He comes to my fights. Like, no, like I said earlier, there's a return. Yeah. Of course, I will play Spider-Man for you. So if any of you, you know, thinking about, you know, coming to my fights, think there's something in it for you. You come to my fight, I'll play Spider-Man at your child's or your brother's your friend's birthday party. Bang.
1: Yeah, win, yeah. win. Job done. See Spider Man and the fight in one night. Well, that's that, that's
0: why I say do that. I don't I don't fit the the general narrative, but it's it's working. You know. Yeah, hundred
1: percent. That's what I was gonna say to you. Like you are not like the the stereotypical boxer. No. Like you describe yourself as a bit of a nerd. You're not like you're quite outgoing and you're quite you know you love a laugh and joke at your own expense as much yeah. as anything else, and like. Has there been any pushback as you've kind of gone further into the boxing world has anyone ever tried to sort of change you in any way so for instance when i was like must have been 15 16 i was playing for like glamorgan in cricket or whatever and like county level but i was a bit of a wild teenager like so at that point i think i had like orange like fire colored hair (laughs) now i turned up to play a game and they were like the coach kind of pulled me aside before they were warming up and that and it was like oh it's not how we do things here but i was like all right i won't come then yeah because i wasn't interested in changing at that point whereas i could end like looking back on it i sort of understand it to a certain extent but then i was also like you know 16. Like, it yeah, doesn't matter what color my hair is yeah no, really.
0: it doesn't really matter that, 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 that's my mindset Like doesn't really matter i have had, I, i've had people say to me like i've done an interview and i've said something stupid and i've had people say to me like uh brandon shouldn't have said that and I'm like, oh, i'll either go grant did or i'll go no i'm saying that we want one of mm. so I'm, I'm aware you know you, you have to be careful what you say especially in these days you have to be careful what yeah, you that's say it, no. they have to come come back to hunt me but um you know
1: i i, I you have, have people had, trolling for your tweets from when you were like five six well, years yeah, ago
0: yeah, yeah five six but, years ago Oh, he said yeah. this <laughs> sorry but no i i am um, again all my life i've I, i've had i've had bad things like that like uh after i won the british championships what happened with my book bu- like i said starting the origin story of the bullying it went from bullying to kind of um i was doing okay uh but people didn't really like know me i was i was in a very stagnant average place for a box i was yeah, you know, i won the welsh championships it was good but i won the british championships and then i think that's the point when i started to see jealousy come into my life because it's like loads of people want to see you do well but very few want to see you do better than them that's yeah. when it's that's when the tables start to turn it goes from them trying to support you to them going oh. they turn bitter so i won the british championships and i started having um like little digs off people and i was like, okay i, I, I was only what 15 at this point and i actually had grown men sending in letters to wabber my organization for the amateur boxing saying that i was paying judges mm. i actually had that i actually had a grown man Sending a report that I was paying judges at fifteen
1: years old. Not many fifteen-year-olds have got much damn, it, enough money to do out of Well,
0: well, no, that's exactly <laughs> my point. But at the
1: same that's time, that's a heavy paper round. It's a, like...
0: Exactly, I was hardly Floyd Mayweather walking mm-hmm. around going, "Hey, let me win!" Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? But uh, it, it, I think that was my first taste of the world being cruel—not the uh, like in the boxing world. Yeah. But I like the saying, "Jealousy's earned." No one's gonna be jealous of like, no. No one's gonna be better and jealous of you if you haven't got something that they 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 deep down desire. So I think that was my first taste of it. And then another one is I I was going. I, obviously I, I was doing, I've done all this crazy shit all my in my professional boxing career. All you know, all my career so far. First fight I I was Darth Vader. Second fight I was Darth Vader with a lightsaber. Third fight I was karate kid flipped over the ring. And i I've I've, I've, I've always done it. But when I went on the Matchroom show my first matchroom show, uh, I blew up a little bit. I had, over, I had over a million views, I'm not saying that to brag, mm. but it was like, I was in the public eye then and I had, with certain things I did, I had very mixed reviews. Like it was, um, I did a Spider-Man thing, I open workout. I like to be different, so you know, what's different nerdy really falls into my bank? Someone got the idea, Spider-Man, boom. So I did the Spider-Man open workout, and that was the start of it. That was like, almost like, who the hell's this kid? And yeah. there was a, there was a it, was, it, was, it was a 50-50 reaction, I said. There were some people going, what a legend. Understanding it's tongue in cheek. It's not meant to be. Yeah, it's not
2: like. Yeah. and then there thing. was the
0: other half then. The, let's call them the, the very diehard, strict boxing fan. Dickhead, as I like to know them. <laughs> uh, they were going, what an asshole. I look at him, how cocky, he thinks he's it. I'm like, you're saying I think I'm cool, or I think I'm something, because I dressed up in a Spider-Man suit, yeah. I'm hardly going for the cool approach in it. Like, <laughs> and then I had the press conference, which had like over 500,000 views, me state, I always say stupid stuff on the camera's on me like mm. that. It's like a bleh, almost verbal diarrhea. And between that, the way in when I was Superman and then the public workout, um, the, the fight itself, I had a lot, because that was my first time in the public eye, yeah. i love hate i did for my for my first time my whole boxing career i had a lot of hate but i truly believe that all the years building up to it helped me deal with it because i'm i'm used to people making fun of me mm. i'm used to people sending notes you i'm used to it all and you know i some you know people a lot of people saying oh it's all staged and i'm like well i get what you're saying it can look staged but i just want to put a smile on people's faces i'll be all i did have a couple of some well, no i did like i don't even know how many interviews i did i did have a few jokes in the back of mind i thought i'd crack but it's me. You'll learn. I mean, I've got tattoos here. I've got a Star Wars tattoo there. Over oh, boom, boom. Do you think that's staged? Mm-hmm. I've literally engraved myself in being a nerd. I'm. I'm not hiding. I'm, I'm not. I'm not hiding my personality. Yeah. So it's like you know, whether people love me or hate me, I I can truly I can look at myself and be happy in myself. That's the main thing. Because I'm not putting on an act. I'm being me. I'll be the same whether I'm in an interview with you, uh, uh, a podcast with you, whether I'm in a toy shop, whether I'm doing anything, I will always be the same. And I can take a lot of pride in that because a lot of people, especially boxers, they I, I know them as one way, and then they'll go in front of a camera and it's something like that, because yeah. they, they're trying to play it safe. They're trying to be like, um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to my next fight. And that's been very, they're, they're being very bland and plain yeah. because they
1: know you, you can't, you, you can't hate that. But you can't love it either it's a difficult it's a difficult thing in the world where it is now because like you say one wrong thing even not even a wrong thing just something which is slightly off-kilter and people want your job your career your yeah and like i think particularly for athletes who are quite like you know being a professional athlete you tend to come through sort of 18 to early 20s so you're quite young anyway yeah it's difficult, is it? If you're not used to being on camera and stuff like that as well, especially, like, your first couple of times, I think... I love it, I do. I think um one of my favourite things about doing... Since I started doing podcasts a couple of years ago is I've got to speak to fighters and boxers yep. and film people and, you know, all just mm. these different people. But the thing I really enjoy is when we're speaking to footballers, you see, like, a completely different side to them. Yeah. Because if you see them on, like, Match of a Day or Sky or whatever, like, it's just... Same old shit, Same yeah. old questions. Same old answers. And you could put Sky on and on a Saturday night, Sky, BBC, whatever, BT, and see the same person saying the same things to three different people. Yeah, it's like that's just mind-numbingly boring. It's almost like
0: you copy and paste in yeah, yourself around. Exactly right. that. But it's like people, like um, you said about there, di- seeing the completely different side of the footballers. I'm. I'm not like that. Cause I'm not, I'm not political. I'm not. No. I'm not politically pushed in any in any way. Yeah. But I'm just what I am. Like I said, I'm. I'm the same in front of a camera. I don't care if a camera's on me. I don't care if there's no camera on me. I'll be the same. So I've, I've had people say to me, uh, they say, oh, "I feel like I know you." They say, mm-hmm. oh, "I feel like I, I'm just talking. Or I'm watching you." And I'm like, "Well, you are. I'm me. And why would I? Why would I change just because I'm in a different environment? Or you know?"
1: But then these people go the other way, like you mentioned, the boxers who become maybe a bit more uh, like self-contained we say yeah but then there's also other uh, the people who are quite quiet and reserved in their day-to-day life but then when you put a camera in front of them they just know they're lunatics and they know how to do it and they know how to play up and stuff like that so yeah i think for you it's not saying it's easy but it's easier in terms of being in front of a camera where you've got to do all your media stuff well, yeah because if you're just you all the time you're not having to no, I to fake
0: it. it. Yeah, but I, there are there are times where I'm like, um, turn it off a bit, I, I mean. yeah, I, I have to. There's there's like loads of cameras on me in a certain area. Or I know I'm going to a big event, so I know I'll have to... Like the Spider Man thing. I as much as I love doing it, and as much as I love you know being a nerd and showing myself, that I did. There, there was a, a fair part of me that knew I had to do that to get Eddie Hearn's attention. Yeah, and he said he actually said in a podcast, "It's hard because I've got all these fighters want to get my attention." He said, and all of a sudden this crazy kid dressed up as spider-man flips over the rope and starts break dancing in the ring and he said i'm immediately thinking who's this kid but that's exactly what i had planned but i didn't i'm not doing it out of nowhere i'm a nerd it plays into me but i also understand the boxing as much of it as much as it is a sport it is a business as well there's a reason my boxing drawn by businessmen and not the athletes yeah. you know so i'm just thankful that i'm like i've had loads of people say to me oh he's just trying to copy jake paul i'm like what shut shot Shop shop like mm. I've dedicated I've sacrificed my entire life. I've never once been to a house party. I've been clubbing after my fights, but yeah. at house pie I have never once been to a house pie because I was always in the gym in school uh, I well during school I was always in the gym. I sacrificed my teenage years to learn how to box this what i'm doing now isn't no fake gimmick to get people's attention it's me doing two things understanding that you have to get people's attention but you can't fake it and being me in the yeah. process of it and that's why it, it, it people saying it's not natural well it is you go in my bedroom and i have thousands of pounds with collectible toys <laughs> but i love it <laughs> i got star wars tattoos but i love it mm. i love being a nerd and it falls into the you know it helps bring attention to me because you need attention to you.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's different uh, from the, ev- the, the I don't know, nine of the boxers who stood stand next to you. The, yeah. They're all different, but you do stand out slightly more because there's not a great deal of nerds, or at least there's not a great people, a great deal of boxers who would describe themselves as nerds, as nerds. and <coughs> tell everyone about it. I bet you there's a few boxers who love a bit of Star Wars and Marvel and all the rest of it they just
0: I know for I know alone.
1: I know for a fact there's boxers that are like Star Wars.
0: Probably the same amount or more than me, but they're not doing it because they're thinking, oh, I'm but I've got to be a boxer. I I gotta stick to yeah. the stick to the general, the consensus or whatever of everyone being right. Okay, I've got a box, I've got a train, I've got to eat well. I, a box, I've got to train, eat well, speak normal in front of a camera and wait for my big opportunity. That that's what a lot of boxers think. But I'm not most boxers.
2: Mm.
0: You know, you have you mentioned Paddy the Baddy earlier. Do you think he would be anywhere as big as he is now if he didn't know how to be crazy? Yeah. He wouldn't be. Do you think Conor McGregor would be any much as big as he is now if he was just a normal athlete, did the same thing he did now but was just very shy, humble. Do you think he'd be as big as he is no, now? Not like, I, I, I how
1: many fighters from MMA and boxing if you look back over the years, just even like the last ten years, who are the the very like the the most elite fighters in the world? Yeah. But from a personality and a promo- promotional point of view, it's like selling stone. Yes. It doesn't matter, is it? Uh, You've got to have something outside the ring as well. Exactly. that catches people's attention. You, you need them both. Yeah, you look at any you. historically great boxing
0: icon, Muhammad Ali, amazing boxer, the goat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but he's famous for his quotes. He comes up with these quotes. He was saying, you know, I'm so I'm so mean, I make medicine sick and all that stuff. He comes up with, he was a genius. Floyd Mayweather, arguably the best boxer of all time, but he understood. He understood how still to, does, how, he? He, he plays the bad guy. He like, he goes down the way of love me or hate me or still watching me. I'm not doing that. I'm just, I'm being me and I'm thankful enough and lucky enough that being me kind of does fall into the people who want to watch you. Like I, on the match I of the Matchroom show, my last fight, On it was big the zone rom posting me, they got one point five million followers, Matchroom got nearly a million, they were posting me all the time, and there became this big thing because I was so under the radar for so long, no one knew who I was, it was a big thing of can he fight? But yeah. can he fight? And I was thinking to myself, like oh you wait that's the mm-hmm. best part. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, you have to be a hybrid to a degree. Like Floyd Mayweather uh yes he can he could talk a ag- talk up a good game. But you couldn't fight. It becomes irrelevant. No. Me now, you,
1: it's like, all right, cool. Yes, I can talk a good game. Yes, I can. I can do all these crazy things. But I can fight as well. Yeah, and I think that's when it comes down to it, it goes both ways, does Like I just said about the the elite fighters who can't promote themselves for whatever yeah. reason. It's the same as if you can promote yourself, that's great. But if you then get in the ring and you get either get knocked out I in a couple of rounds or you just box for twelve and. It's just the most boring. most boring thing Yeah, and you I've just been. like scrape through by a controversial decision or whatever. Yeah. Like, it, 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 people won't tune in for the next one. No, exactly. But then, like, look at Floyd Mayweather. You mentioned Floyd, like, obviously, arguably one of the best of all time, pound for pound as well. He's had this like amazing professional career. And even now, like, he's got this sort of playing the bad guy thing, but he's still making like millions and millions of yeah. dollars fighting youtubers because people still want to see him people fight.
0: still want to see him fight because there's so much of a like a noise around him and like yes he'll have some haters on on twitter saying oh yeah but he's fighting a nobody do you really think he cares when he's got more zeros in his bank account than i don't know he's, he's making millions do you think he cares that joe average yeah. is tweeting bad about him online
1: yeah so even like the kind of, like you mentioned earlier, like the, cla- the, the sort of old school boxing fans, which, you know, I got a lot of time for a lot of them in some ways because yeah. um, the guy, I do, I produce a boxing podcast on a Sunday and the guy who hosts it is um, like a full on like historical boxing nut yeah. and he can't stand all the like the YouTube and stuff like that. No. But I think with Floyd, it's like he built himself to that level. And now it's just, at the end of the day, if people weren't still buying these fights, it's not for me, I gotta be no. honest, but like, if people weren't buying those fights, whether it's to go and watch them or buying the pay-per-views, then he wouldn't be doing it. And he exactly. these companies, and they wouldn't still be paying it, and there wouldn't be a Misfits Boxing or whatever no. it is, and all these different things. I think what they've done that's genius is they've tapped into the, the general public of Ticket.
0: Boxers, like I said earlier, who are playing it normal, they're playing it safe. They're only going to attract boxing fans. Yeah. And you look at the box the, the boxing community is a great community, but it's probably a p size. You know, comparison wise, it's a p. The general public is a big ass grapefruit. And all, all the misfits have done. They can't fight, granted, but they're they're professional 100%. entertainers. People want to watch them. It's their job to have people watching them. So they've tapped into there. And now people hate them for it, but what, like boxers will hate them for but what the boxers don't seem to understand: is money's money, mm. ticket sales, the ticket sales, views, are views. Yeah. Do you think um, uh, a promoter's going to look at a Misfit show and it does, I don't know, as five million views? Do you reckon that promoter's going to go, ah, yeah, but four and a half mm. million of them weren't
1: boxing fans?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to think that. that heard, they know how to sell themselves. The average boxer doesn't know how to sell himself.
1: Yeah, and I think that's. It's, uh, it's a weird thing, isn't it? Because obviously, like, you've grown up with social media and stuff. I didn't. So, like, when I was early 20s, 18, there was no social media. There was barely an internet. It certainly wasn't. Yeah. Camera phones yeah. and shit like that. Like, you know, But, like, my kids have obviously grown up through it. But if you said to my kids, if I stood, like, KSI and, I don't know, some A-list Hollywood actor... If they haven't been in marvel they would recognize ksi yep. more than they would recognize anyone else on the planet exactly so Name of course if you're the zone or whoever like some <laughs> promotional company they're going to be like well yeah i want to see him fight because he can bring in five yeah. million views <laughs> and load a shitload of money and sell a shitload of tickets yeah so it's just it's just, just a business thing isn't it like what are you going to do you're going to promote whoever ksi jake paul or are you going to promote some guy from London who's all right, but he's only going to do like yeah, a few yeah, thousand yeah. or yes, a couple he, of hundred thousand, no, yeah, but he's a better boxer?
0: Yeah, it's like, and you have all these normal, these average boxers calling out Jake Paul and KSI. When I say average boxer, I don't mean average skill-wise. They can mm. be very highly skilled, but I mean they're average in their terms of their revenue and how how much publicity they bring. Do you really think someone like who makes so much money and so much views is going to yeah. know? They know they'd lose to a normal boxer. That's why they don't fight normal boxers. they want to fight other big names that would generate more revenue for them to make more money and get more views that's what it is it's a numbers game to them Mm. now i couldn't care less if i had 10 views or 10 million views i couldn't care i don't care i don't i'm not everyone's different i'm not a fan of social media I I, I, i i think it's the devil i think it's evil and i think it's messed up the world a lot more than it's done good for it. I think it's the cause for ninety percent of the, you know the mental health problems that people have now. But I also understand that it's how I sell myself and no one would know who I was if it wasn't for it. So it's kind of like I hate, like my, my phone. I think my phone's evil. I hate my phone, but I need it. You need it. You need it to push to it you know, my my dream one day is to get big enough so I can just hire someone as I made there's my details mm. for all my socials. Do Take it. that Get it away from me.
2: Yeah,
0: that's what I want to do eventually, and just you know be happy. But it's it's the world's changing, isn't it? You think ten well what were we now, 20, you think 10 years ago, yeah, phones were big, but they were massive, were they? Like no. it was there was the, the old phone. Now Couldn't look, you can do much,
1: everything, and like you can literally do everything, can you? And just you, on your phone, right? you would
0: literally you can do everything. And it's scary to think where are we going to be? Because every year we go, things are progressing faster. You know, technology is moving quicker. So mm. where are we going to be in twenty years time from now? Yeah. you think where well, it's like nah my phone will be like a best buddy to me you know it's,
1: you don't know what to, Terminator is coming put it that way it's going to be an episode of Black Mirror mate, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be brutal um, flipping back a little bit to like your earlier days in boxing what um, like what was just like when you first started boxing was it like you were naturally good at it or did you have to kind of work at it for a bit before you discovered that
0: kind of both. I mean going back to my football days, I wasn't actually a good goalkeeper. Right. But what I had was I had a lot of heart and I had a lot of ball. I wouldn't mind getting kicked in the face to mm. get the ball. There were so many games where I get my hands again stood on by you know, TOGS metal little TOGs or a twelve year old boy getting kicked in the face. Yeah. I didn't I didn't, I didn't care. It was like that ball's mine. Mm. Bang. And that transitioned over quite well into my boxing. I was um I was just very aggressive. Typical you know, I was aggressive coming forward but I had like a natural uh, mean shrieking me, of you know, wanting to come forward and be aggressive and that's quite hard to get, especially for a beginner, you find they're a bit, you know, they're a bit uh, hesitant and mm-hmm. there, I wasn't like that, I was right, balls to the walls, full steam ahead, whoosh, I was in so I, I didn't, I, I wasn't exactly amazing on technique, but I had a natural fighting instinct in me and I still got that now, but, you know, I've been boxing for like, I how many years I've been boxing, eight, eight and a half years and it's been very heavily focused on my technique. So it's, you know, it's why I've it's why I've progressed so well. But when I started boxing, I didn't just, you know, some people start boxing, they start going three days a week, they're doing it on and off. The day I started boxing, it was like, right, my life is now boxing. Since the day I started boxing, it's been my life. Okay, so and you it, fell
1: in love with it straight away.
0: I did fall in love with it, yeah. I fell in love with it, and I still love it. I love it more than anything now, but there's good times when I hate it. <laughs> it's a love-hate kind of thing. But it's um, it's been, it was... Straight on, I was like right, this is my life now. Brand, you want to come out and party? I can't. Brand, you want to come to this? I can't. I've got, it. I have to get good. I had to l- first, Was I need to lose weight. That's that was the first aim. Bang, I lost weight. but you know, I thought, you know what? I've done it for so long. I've done- How long did that take? Yeah, it took about to lose all like fighting like, shape, just or- you
1: know, just so I don't know you're supposed to tell you till I could take
0: my top yeah. off without being ashamed. Uh, it took about I'd say about half or eight month, eight months, just a little less than a year. Still a lot of hard work for a, for yeah. a kid, isn't it? It was a lot of hard work because I'm gluten intolerant as well. I was celiac back in the day, which and I love pizza. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, do I like pizza? I had a I, dominos for date today. Oh, a dick. <laughs> but it messes my stomach up. Yeah. So I had to completely change my whole diet. I had to do so many different things, and you know, for a twelve-year-old boy, the discipline that I had to show. Get all that, you know. Get all the weight off, and stick to training at the same time. I was like, you know, I've the things that are happening now. A lot of people don't know it, but it was it was a mental it was a mental battle because I tortured my body, I tortured my mind. I did everything, you know. It was a hard road, but it was all worth it in the end because that feeling I had when I won my first fight, I was like, yeah, Mm. that was when boxing went from a mission to lose weight for my mission to be the best okay it was an addictive feeling no, not not to some big-headed but it was an addictive feeling knowing that i just proved I'm better than that person there mm. in boxing i was like ah, and that feeling of beating someone in a in a in a fight mm. you know i was like yes Ha ha mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I got, I got addicted and i kept training harder i trained harder and then it's the same now i train six days a week twice a day it's it's my life mm. so I've got nothing else to my life but it's if people could understand how much I love it and I have it's not just like I want it. So just thinking about it now, speaking to you. I have like an an almost irritating feeling in my stomach, just thinking about it like I it's yeah. a very it's a very old, it, like. Yeah, it's like a fire, it's like a very aggressive, annoying, like I need it. It's, but I I truly believe that that's why I'm gonna get it. But I want it more than anyone. I want it more than anyone.
1: So and I guess, like as your career progresses, though that um, that determination and that that fire within you will be the difference when it, when you come up against like those high quality mm. fighters at the top level. Yeah, and you need to be skillful, but you also need to have that fire and yeah. that determination to have a swollen eye and a broken nose and just keep going and and well, grind it out. like.
0: Well, yeah, my la- like you you need it. I mean, my last three fights i've had one hand i've had my, my right hand you can probably see the lump but there now mm. i'm gonna get seen properly today my last three fights i've had one hand but I, I i shouldn't my my third fight the first fight my hand was injured was stupid i shouldn't have taken that third fight that, that's a regret looking back it's a lesson looking mm. back but my fourth fight, my hand was completely gone because I hurt it the week
1: before my fight. What you done to it?
0: I don't know. I'm going. To f- I had an MRI last week, and I'm going to find out Leah what's wrong with it. But it's been giving me havoc for a year. Cause it's like I can't. You can see the big lump there? Super swollen. Yeah, yeah it's just this. This is a calm down. My um, my fourth fight, I literally had one. I couldn't even move on the pads, and like my hand's killing me. I can't do anything. So I had one hand. I won the fight on one hand. The only reason I took the fight was because I knew if I did well on that fight. I get the opportunity to box in the Matchroom show. And I understood that, that the Matchroom show and the platform they had is what I needed in order to get my career in a place where I wanted to be. Yeah. So I thought, right, you know what, you're gonna have to bite the bullet here. And then for the Matchroom show, I had no sparring for the fight. I had no contact on my hand. and I just prayed it wouldn't go in the fight. And for the first two rounds, it didn't go. In the third round, it really went. And if you watch the fight back, you'll notice I had to kind of change my style. The first two rounds, I was really bouncy. I was just Big one, mm-hmm. Tuesday, there, and then I hurt it in the third round. Start of the third round, and I had to revert more counter punching. I had to stay yeah. there, and I was a bit more behind my shoulder. I had to, ch- I had to change. But that's the in terms of boxing, right, that shows a lot of maturity for a nineteen year old boy. A lot of people just panic and they like, on oh, "My hands gone, my hands yeah. gone. What do I do? What do I do?" I was calm enough to think, right, okay, this is shit. Your hand's gone, but you have still got another one. <laughs> you have got another hand that works too. So I had to completely change up my game, and now I'm getting it fixed properly because. You know, I got I got a lot of good things coming now my way now, so I'm not gonna waste it. Yeah, you don't being... want to go
1: in half, like half injured or whatever. Exactly, um,
0: and I'm so young right now. And one of the biggest benefits to me turning pro so young is having time. Mm. And I feel like me constantly fighting with a bad hand and trying to rush it is kind of me not taking advantage. Like, yeah, you're risking yeah. it as well. You know, yeah, it's, it's just... pointless. I've got time. I got so much time. You know, I, I haven't even had a 6 round fight yet. So four rounders. My next fight will be a six rounder. I wanted my last one to be a six rounder, but Matchroom Show they gave me a four rounder. I'm not going to argue. I'm like, yep, yep, I have a slot. Thank you. You know, you you have to be grateful for that. But um, no, I, I'm going. I'm thinking it more logical now. You know, I've done. I've called out like you know, saying, oh, I said. Want, oh, I want to fight him. I want to fight him. But I've calmed down now. I people have told me, look, Brand, you need to calm down. So I've come to the conclusion that I need to move appropriately and not fast.
1: Yeah, um, I think that's sometimes if you go too fast, that's when little mistakes can happen, just silly mm-hmm. mistakes which you wouldn't normally make on exactly. six of the six days of the week you wouldn't make them, and then uh, just that one day you know you get uh, caught. or whatever. Exactly. So, you know, I am like you said, Major, you're, you're young enough that you've got time mm-hmm. to just kind of progress through it.
0: Well, 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 I have. I've got, I've got, I've got time. You know, i'm known kind of i'm a cheeky little teenager mm. i've i've come to terms that's what i am i'm a cheeky little teenage boy i'm not a man yet so you know uh, when, when it's the right move on the chessboard i'll take it but until then i'm just happy learning i'm progressing lovely right now my my debut i made i made my pro debut june 11th it was so call it call it just basically a year a little a little under a year ago i've progressed so much in that year it's unreal so sometimes i need to zoom out i feel i need to zoom out a bit and think right brand if i'm having a bad week you know i'm like oh, i'm not feeling so good this week it's been sometimes i live i live so much in the moment i forget where i've came from yeah. it's like a very bad week for me now in terms of boxing is still better than what my best week was a year ago you know it's like a, a crypto chart it's, it's going like this Yes, there's a little ups and downs, but the general trajectory of it is going up, it's moving up, and moving in the right place. But I set such high expectations for myself and I, I know how good I am and what I'm capable of. But sometimes I forget I'm still a boy, and you can see I'm barely mature. And I got a little few chin hairs growing, you know. I grew pubes last week, you know <laughs> You know, I'm I'm not exactly very mature. So I need to slow down, let my mind strength kick in. But the second, the second is the right move. Me and my team know what's planned. Everything's gone to plan so far. I, I've set it in phases, and we're on phase two right now, getting ready to enter to phase three. So we're in a good place. We're moving appropriately. Everything, everything, I, I've got everything I could need around me. I've got no reason to complain. No reason not to be happy. I've got great people like you inviting me mm-hmm. on great podcasts like this. So I'm in a very good
1: place right now. You know, you said about the adjustments you made in that last fight with your hand. Yeah. Did you make those adjustments or did they come like a bit from the corner as well i made those adjustments and that's see like you said it, that the, it's like <laughs> the boxing out the fight iq to be able to do that mm-hmm. in the moment yeah. is something that um so the guy i do the mma podcast with is um <laughs> a former world champ and he's um like a coach now and he talks so much about like fight iq <laughs> and he said the need for boxers and. MMA fighters to <clears throat> to be able to adjust without being told by your corner, and he said too many guys, particularly he said like young guys, they wait, they'll wait, so they might have a you know their hands busted up or whatever, or their eyes closing, and they need to make an adjustment, but they won't make it until too late the end of the round, and then it could be too late, like yeah. you say, you get caught or whatever. Whereas you made that yourself and well, adjusted.
0: Well, yeah, because I
1: did it at the start of the third round. I, 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 shattered, we'll call it. I shattered my hand at the
0: start of the third round. I didn't. Gavin was giving me great advice on how mm. to do you. He obviously did. But for that 2 minutes, 45 seconds, I didn't have corner advice. Yeah, I, had, I had to get myself in a frame of mind when I could breathe and think. And the guy I fought, he, he had a big punch too. But I was aware he only had a big right hand and a big left hook. So I thought, right, just watch out for them now. Win the round and get back to the corner and breathe. So I stayed calm. I won the round comfortable. Probably one of my better rounds, actually, ironically. Mm. But, um, you know, Gavin, Gavin's advice in the corner was brilliant too. Gavin's, uh, For me, Gavin's the best trainer in the world. And that's not even a big accusation to make because Gavin was a world yeah. champion, meaning at one point he was the best in the world. Yeah. But everyone, ha- they say styles make fights. Well, I think that's the same with trainers. Like, I know there's some trainers who like to be a bit more... Um, a bit more bland that's fine there's nothing wrong with yeah. that if you want to be bland and it's not your personality you want to stay a bit more quiet that's completely fine but gavin's very wild like would you believe it or not if i told you in the gym i'm the quiet one
2: mm-hmm.
0: i'm the quiet one difference is when there's cameras involved they they torn it down i don't yeah. So it's like i'm there gavin's there cameras come on gavin goes to there keeps himself to himself i just stay here so i seem i seem crazy but in the gym i'm the i'm the quiet one but Gavin is, uh, I, I love, it. I look forward to training. Yeah, I think that's a big. It's a bonus, that is. That's it? one of the really? biggest bonuses I could think of my life is I look forward to training. There's obviously times when, like Gavin said, we have this run called the Murder Mile. Mm. <laughs> um, Gavin says, All "Right, we we'll do a Murder Mile uh, tomorrow." I'm like, nah. <laughs> but I, it's a love here kind of thing. It's a love-hate kind of thing because I, I I love training so much. I'd be lost without training. I'd be lo- lost without boxing. I dread to think what I'm going to do when I can't do it anymore. Because if I stay the way I am now, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself.
1: Yeah. The thing is, it's um, it's like I say to my kids a lot, like now, like 18, 16, 14, I say, if you can find something career-wise or job-wise that you enjoy, as long as it pays the bills, that's the main thing like mm-hmm. as long as you can pay as long as you just like you can eat and pay yeah. your bills then great but if you can get a job which you genuinely enjoy and you get up in the morning and it's not like oh my god yeah I gotta go there now and whatever so like for you you train twice a day it's gonna be brutal mm-hmm. some days yeah. you're gonna be tired you're gonna be maybe some aches and pains whatever it may be stuff going on in life in it especially as you get older and stuff yeah. it's just life it's just the way it is but the like way. if you enjoy where you're going it makes it easier well, it? not easier but well, easier well, to go to Well, because funny if you said that i actually quit boxing at one point as oh, you
0: just do uh doing covid uh obviously you know, all the gyms were closed and i still trained very hard with nothing coming up for two years it was very demotivating for me but I actually quit boxing and started training MMA a little bit. Okay. And you know, I know I said oh, I've always had this fire in me. I did, but it was I was I was very young and immature at the time. I didn't know what I was feeling. Mm. So I actually stopped boxing and I was going to more mode on the MMA route. And one my, well, of my best friends in boxing, Mano Lee, if you've ever Mano, but he's like my brother, my brother from another mother. Mm. <laughs> um, he made me go to Gavin's and that's how I ended up with Gavin because Mano was training with Gavin before me and Mano made me go with Gavin, and it was like, I was like, oh, so I went, I went to shut Mano up, if anything. I was like, right, okay, I'll go Mano, just leave me alone now. And I went, and the first time I went, there was no feeling up process. I think I got kegged the first time I was in Gavin's, you know, within the first five minutes, I think I was like, whoosh. So it was just, it was, it was like I was with a bunch of friends. I was like, oh, I love this. And then after the first training session I had with Gavin, I had like a bug to go back. Yeah. So I had an option, I could go back, and. They, I got messed around a lot in the amateurs as well through political okay. sides you know I, I was very on the i was a lot on a lot you know, the bad end of a lot of things uh the team didn't like me uh but you know each to our own so I turned, pro, I turned i decided to turn professional as a fresh start uh so i went with gavin and i loved it and i used to work two jobs uh i used to be an apprentice plumber and i used to work in a care home and doing night shifts and i was, was, was making good money mm. But I didn't love it. Yeah, I was just doing it because it was something. That, it was almost like if someone asked me, "What do you think about your life now?" When I was doing all this, I'd have gone, "It's right, yeah. you know. I make good money, and yeah, I'd have been pretty mundane about it. Like, yes, yeah, it's, it's good. You ask me what my life now, oh, I beam. I love it. I love, yeah. my, I love my life because I chased my dream. This Gavin said he wanted to take me pro. I was like brilliant he wanted to see me spar men first because obviously i was only 18 i was only young he said i want to see you spar some men just to see you could handle it because it's a big difference going from boys to men yeah of course so i went to the gym guaranteed me spar. i did brilliant he said right i'll take you pro i went home i quit both my jobs that day that same day i quit both my jobs and i uh, i went full time with gav and now i rely on like um i rely on sponsors I know my parents help me out financially sometimes and thank god they do i don't, I don't thank my parents enough to be honest uh they, they they say they don't want it they don't want it but you know i should show some more appreciation and gratitude to my parents because i wouldn't be they probably have the biggest influence on me especially my father you know i wouldn't be where i wish i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i was if now if it wasn't for gavin because he's helped take me to a new level uh, my old amateur coach spud Stephen brophy Premier helped me get to Gavin but the people who lifted me up from the floor are my parents and my family so I should show I, I, I feel I should show more gratitude to them but they don't want it but I'm lucky <laughs> <laughs> so um you know I guess that goes back to earlier I said it, about having great people around me but yeah, yeah I quit both my jobs I went straight to Gavin' that's, that's been my life since it's just boxing
1: how did um, how did your mum feel the first time you went to boxing classes because I know not all Parents, not all mothers uh, like it. I look in on my wife. Yeah, she was a bit thing about my boys doing it.
0: Yeah, well, my man
1: at first she didn't really mind because I was a short little
0: fat boy. She mm. thought I oh, he'll do that, get fed up with it in a week and then he'd be back on the Xbox, he didn't do just where I want him. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um I did it for like a week. I was like, No, I can't wait to go back. And as time was going on, she was like, Right, okay. She get a bit more nervous, and then I had my first fight. She was a nervous wreck. Do you know now to this day when I fight you? my mother gets more nervous than me.
1: Yeah,
0: I bet. My yeah. mum's like there, shitting herself in the change room. I'm the one fighting. I'm like, Mam, calm down. it will be fine. They'll be fine, fine ma'am." But that's just a mother's.
1: Yeah, it's you know, just one of them things, and it? it's like having to watch your kid get punched in the face. Yeah, or it's, or someone try and punch him. It's, it's, it's not going to be nice, but you know, it, it is what it is. She knows I love it, so yeah. And I think they just want you to. Chase your dreams, I'd imagine, mate.
0: Yeah, they they, they always say to me. They say, "Brian, as long as you, as long as you enjoy it, as long as you know it's what you want to do, I might get what I want to do." Mm. I I I don't think eighty five percent of teenagers these days really know what they want to do. They're probably just you know in and out of things, trying to still trying to find themselves. I found yeah. myself when I was twelve. You know, I found myself, and I'm building on myself. So.
1: It's something to be said for that. Like, I think um, you're right. Like, there's kids who are like 18, 19, who are still trying to find themselves or trying to find what they want to do with themselves or they're not quite sure, you know, do they want to go to university? Do they want to go and do work? Do they want to do this? Like, it's hard, it is hard. So if you do know what you want to do and what your kind of dream is and you have the ability to chase it at that young age, yeah, go back to something you said earlier about, like, doing stuff while you're young and you're able to, There's so much to be said for that, not just in boxing, but like away from sport and stuff as well. It's like, I've been saying to my boys a lot recently, like, go and do what you want to do, like the next 10 years, 15 years, whatever. Build a life for yourself, build a career for yourself, whatever, do what you want to do, not what you need to do because you've got (laughs) to pay rent and stuff, live here till you've got to, you know, live here till you want to move out you're ready to move out. Don't just move out because you you know, you feel like it or you want to yeah. go and party or whatever, like do something and try and progress and do yeah. it while you're young because once you at thirty, everything becomes a little bit harder. Yeah. And then thirty five to forty, every, you know, it's, it, things just generally become harder because your body's tired. Yeah. Whereas sort of eighteen to seventeen to like thirty You you you're you like in your peak to you're just two. Yeah. yeah. I like Jack back there with a broken foot, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jumping on airbags. Yeah, jumping on
0: airbags. Broke his broke his foot on air. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think it's it's um it's never too late really to chase your uh, you know, dream. No, if you have a, a, for me it is, but for other people, you know, if you want to yeah. create your own business, it's, there's no deadline. But I, I just think.
1: You but could, even so, it, I think it does become harder the older. You yeah, get, the older you get, it's harder to do them mm-hmm. like early mornings a five yeah, in the morning especially you start to get a family day, you start to you get
0: priorities mm. but you always get a general feel or consensus of where you should be like whenever I'm in a nightclub now like after my fight, I only have a celebrate big occasions but whenever I'm in a nightclub I can just I can feel I'm like I, sh- I shouldn't be here I'm, like, mm. I'm, I'm not meant to be here I, 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 it's an underlying feeling I have I'm like this isn't I, I'm out of my environment I, I don't like it yeah. I liked, I don't like to be in a nightclub dancing because everyone else is. I like to be out in the road running in the rain because nobody else is. Yeah. I think that little shift in mindset is what, you know, gets me where I want to be. But I think a lot of people don't have that. You know, like I know some of my friends, they go to uni, they don't even know what they want to do. They, they, no. go, they go to the uni because they want to drink and they want to pie. I don't want to do that. I want to succeed, I want to win, I want to be the best. And how can I, how can I expect to be the best? And different to other people, when I'm doing what other people are doing, mm. that's the definition of insanity, isn't it? Um, the actual definition of insanity is expecting something, expecting a different outcome from doing the same thing. So why the hell would I do what they're doing if I want to be what they're doing? Yeah. The blueprints out there, it's just it's a harder said than done.
1: A certain a certain a, done. I think like even just to be a professional athlete, you give up those teenage nights out, the house parties, the, all the different things. They're even just going out as a, like a 14, 15 year old. Yeah. Like you have to go, if you play football, you've got to go training three, four times a week. You have boxing, you're doing boxing yeah. three, four times a week or whatever. As a kid, when all your mates are going out and yeah. hanging around and whatever, doing all the different things that kids do. Like I think people sometimes don't appreciate how much young athletes give up just to get a foot in the door yeah. let alone to go and then push on and be a champion or whatever you know reach the top well they only, they
0: only ever see the finished product no. and it's like if someone gets uh, like a big and you know I remember Andy Ruiz fighting Anthony Joshua people saying Andy Ruiz was an overnight success no he wasn't yeah, he'd, he'd, been going years. he'd been boxing since he was a little boy it's just his moment and his opportunity came at that time people are only now starting to hear of me because I kind of blew up in the matchroom show I've been doing this shit every day since I was twelve. I'm not yeah. you know, every every day. I've sacrificed so much of my life to do this. So people, it's it's, it's easy to, for people to look at you and judge you. But when it really comes down to it, it takes a special human being. You almost have to be a little bit insane to believe in something so much that you can't see. You know,
2: hundred
0: mm.
1: percent. When um. Were you a boxing fan before you started boxing?
0: No. I never really heard of boxing before I started it. I watched maybe one Rocky film. Yeah. And I just, I started boxing because it was, I knew it was known to be hard and it was known to, you know, I see you see all these boxers, they're in great shape, especially a stereotypical boxer. They all mm. got off, like, in a 35 pack with pecs all there. Mm. I was like, right, great body. That's what I want to do, I want to lose weight. Yeah. And I started and I realized very quickly that there was a lot more to it than just being in good shape. You know, small more, you know, you've got to get yourself, you got to condition your mind as much as your body. I learned that very soon. But before I started boxing, I didn't, I never really, never, never, I, could have, I couldn't have named you two boxers, but I became obsessed with it. And now I could name you every fight going back mm. to like the 1950s down to, Joe Frazier, Rocky Marciano, all the great fighters, Joe Lewis, I can name you them all because I've become obsessed with it.
1: Yeah, so do, did you, <laughs> you, once you were in it, you just watched l- just boxing all the time? I like just I say. study it, boxing films, boxing documentaries, videos on boxers, like life's
0: how their mindset is, anything to do with boxing, I love. There's only two things I'm obsessed with, and that's boxing and the ocean obsessed with the ocean before I started boxing I wanted to be a, um, a, uh, was it a marine psychologist yes okay. I'm a, a, ma- ma- yeah, so I I a, a marine biologist I, I always wanted to be a marine biologist because I love sharks okay. Jaws, Jaws is my favorite film of mm-hmm. all the time I love Jaws I'm gonna get a Jaws tattoo there one day but um, the ocean boxing I'm obsessed with but especially boxing because that's something I do every day that that's a it's I go as fast is an unhealthy obsession because I'm sitting in my room at night trying to go to sleep. I'm like, right, how can I do? That? Mm-hmm. And I'm going back and I watch it. I'm like, okay. It.
1: It's. But you've got to be obsessed to succeed. As you have well. to. Otherwise, you can't fast it, it. You, you can't, just cannot. You can't, and
0: you have to be relentless in your approach to it. To get signed by Eddie Hurry, I've been doing some crazy shit, I flew to Ireland to do a run. I didn't even watch the boxing. I flew to Ireland from Wales to do a run so anyone could see me, dressed as Forrest Gump, just so I'd be fresh in his mind. And then I flew home. Mm -hmm. That's stupid, but I guarantee you that the stupid shit like that is what's gonna get me where I need to be. The fact that I'm willing to go a little bit further, so many people just, they can't get off their couch, They, they can't go that extra minute, they can't go that extra mile, but that's when I gain the advantage because I will, more than happy to.
1: What about um so like you talked about your um like your support system and your friends and all that um and your circle being small what about inspirations outside of like your team and your friends and your family like what sort of uh people do you sort of look up to there's obviously there's certain idols i love
0: like my favorite boxers Vasily lovachenko but I'm not trying to sound big headed you yeah, but I don't need an. an yeah. I don't need an idol, someone to look up to, because I've done it all myself. Whenever I feel down, or so I'm like, oh, I'm feeling demotivated, I'll just think where I've came from. I'm like, oh my god, this this is no problem. Mm. The stuff I've overcame, oh, this is easy, because it is. A lot of the stuff I've been through, it's going to be very hard to top and you know, the, the things, I, I've got loads of, course, yeah. of things coming, I appreciate that, but I've also been through a lot, I've been through a lot more than the average boxer, especially only 19 years old, people see me and they see me being so giggly and they're happy, and I am, I'm a very, very happy person, but I'm only very happy because I finally come at peace with myself because I've been to war with myself so much. I mean, I've, I've, I was tormented, I was bullied, picked on, I've been beat up, you know, like in boxing now, but it's like, I'm used to it, I, I'm hardened up, I'm like, well... There's nothing that can hurt me now. I almost have a feeling. I'm like, what can I'm in a bad situation sometimes. I'm like, i th- I'm like this is shit. But I zoom out and I'm like, can it really do that much damage to me after what I've been through?
1: Yeah.
0: So I don't, I don't really think I need any people to look up to because I have myself to be proud of and look back at and think, you know what, I've done this. And I can do that.
1: Like, a, then the thing is as well is like you could have ten good days, <laughs> but you'll learn more from <laughs> one bad day. Hundred like, percent. The bad times, uh, it's weird, isn't it, like, because, like you said something towards the start of today about uh, when we were talking about, like, high school and, and yeah. the bullying and stuff, is that you were glad that it happened. And on paper, people might be like, oh, why would you be glad you've been bullied? But actually, it's what makes you who you are, and it gives you that determination, it gives you that mental strength to then push on into other aspects of life, whether it's boxing or whatever. Of course, of course it's, 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 I'm not going to
0: sit here and say bullying's good because it's very, 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 what's the word? Like, um, all over the place thing. You know, it can do two things to a person. And this is just me speaking honestly mm. here now. And it's as horrible as it is, it can lead to suicide. Can, it yeah. can obviously lead to mental health, which is a very general outcome. Or if, the hum- if you're up, you know, if you really look at yourself and think, right, okay, yes, I'm... I am, they, they are right, I'm fat, but that's fine. I won't be fat for long, but now look at me. Hmm. Do, you, do, you, do, you, do you think they're looking at me now thinking I'm fat? Hmm. I've got arms under this T-shirt, I could show you now I'm joking, I don't. No, no. Right. But it's, they, they couldn't do it now because I've I changed my life. I, I took, I made the best out of a bad situation.
1: Yeah. Any of the kids who was horrible to you ever contacted you since? Uh, yeah. I'm, from time to time. Uh, like I, said,
0: I I wasn't really picked on in school. I was more picked on out, out of school. Like I remember stupid things I remember. I remember going to a pub with my bumper uh, when I was about uh, 11, 10 maybe. And this kid come up to me and he said to me, can I say something to you? I was like, what? Well. And he whispered in my ear, he went, you're fat. I was like, oh, thanks. And he ran off and it was, it was his older brother telling him to come and say mm. something like that to me. Well, I guarantee you now, that's on a big air, that I'm in a better place than his brother is now. So you made me who I am, so thanks mate. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's it's, it's, it's that it's down to the individual, where you can sit back and you can feel sorry for yourself and you can say, why isn't, why, you know the world needs to work around me or you can just be honest with yourself and say, right, I need to change. I need to change. Because people think, the mind people think the mind is the only thing that they you know people think they can't control their mind. But if you really sit back and think about it, your mind is the only thing that you can really control. You can't have control over the weather. You can't have control over an accidental fate. But you can control how your mind works. Yeah. Or at least I can. you can't you can't control other
1: people either. You can't you can can't control, control yourself, other people's right?
0: actions. But you can control yourself. You you may I've I've been i I've been depressed. Like no not depressed, but I've been like feeling really down and like feeling sorry for myself and feeling, I'm like, but I didn't I didn't just sit there and mourn, I did something about it. And now that's lead, that's led to me being the happiest I've ever been. You know, people look at me and they think silly teenager, rightfully so, but I'm also very mature in my way because I've, I've, I've had a hard road to get to where I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you, 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 I'm speaking so like carefully about it because I know it's such a, it can be such a bad thing. But I honestly, mean if it's happening to anyone, or was happening to you. You can do something about it. You can. It's you need to control your mind. You need to. It's not easy because if it was easy, everyone would do it. But you can do it. Any human can do it. You know what I'm doing now. I'm, do, I'm showing people it's okay to be different. It's okay to have disadvantages. It's okay to have a a hard background. But it's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It's what you it's what you do now that counts. Yesterday's the past; it's gone. Your past doesn't need you.
1: Your future does. Mm-hmm. So it's about what you're gonna do. Yeah, I like him <laughs> it. I like that that outlook on life. And I wish um, I'd love, I, like I wish I had that <laughs> outlook when I was younger. But I like I listen to you and I listen to some of my kids as well, and they've got like a similar outlook on it. And it's like that's what you need is you need like a bit of mental <laughs> strength to be able to push on, yeah. a bit of determination to get where you want to get. Yeah. And then it's just down <laughs> to you, isn't it? and it's down to whether you choose to kind of go <laughs> out and party or whatever, or whether you want to go and chase your dreams and <laughs> achieve it, I suppose, isn't it? You have to choose, you have to. You can't, I don't think you're able to do both. You can't. I didn't think, yeah, they have, I'm sure have, I'd be able to think of one job which you, ha, you could you have to to out and, yeah. and get the job. Well, and, yeah,
0: you know, <laughs> there might be a job out there, but it's it comes at a sacrifice. Hmm. You have to. You can't have two good things.
1: Nothing worthwhile is. I forgot what to say saying. This, but basically, you, you can't achieve what you want without sacrifice.
0: Everyone wants to go to heaven, but no one wants to die. Yeah, there you go. That's that's all you. That's all you have to say. You know, you need the bad, you need the suffering in order to get. Like I was saying, high risk, high reward. Well, the risk. A lot of people don't want to take the risk. I took plenty of risks in my life. They backfired, granted, but you learn from it
1: yeah Learned yeah proof. definitely and i think as well like you took a risk with your hand like you mentioned with that fight which you probably shouldn't have taken <laughs> it could have a little back, bit of a risk could i could have, have backfired could you. have very
0: easily backfired even down to you know the guy was nowhere near my level but i could have hit my hand um, i could have hit him in a place where my hand was fractured like it never boxed again There's there's yeah. risk in everything you do there's risk in everything there's always I mean, walk to the shop, you have to accept the fact you are risk. There's a very small risk of you getting hit by a car. Yeah. But there's also you in a fight. The risk is a lot higher and a lot more clear, you know, you understand it. Then it comes down to you. What are you going to do? How are you going to react? How are you going to stay calm? Just breathe, stay calm, and you can you can move forward appropriately. But a lot of people kind of panicked in the situation that I've been in. But I didn't. When I true, you know, I know that's why I'm going to succeed because I have I have that mindset of I have to there's no there's no plan B there's plan a plan a plan a all the way through plan a <laughs> you know it's, it's what's gonna happen it's my destiny I know it is but um, it's gonna happen
1: I like it I like it mate. um just to finish off then where do you where would you like to be in five years from now so what we 2023? Where would you like to be?
0: I wanna be on a yacht for your money, know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna be I wanna be in the best place that I can be. I wanna be in the best place that I can be. You know, you don't know what's gonna happen in life. You know, I, I know Lords, I know people I boxed this kid, um this boy Frank Vary and the amateurs, amazing boxer, best person I've ever boxed. He's dead now. And as horrible as that is, God rest his soul, you don't know what's around the corner. No. So whatever's around the corner, I just want to be in the best possible position that I could be for that time.
1: Good job, mate. Um, so obviously you haven't got any fights lined up at the moment announced and stuff because you've got to sort your hand out. Yeah, I've got um, some stuff to see too, but I've already started planning, don't you worry. worry. <laughs> hopefully uh, Hopefully, you'll get some good news with your hand and uh, they'll fix it up for you today. Appreciate it, mate. Nice Thank one. you very much for having on the I'll drop Brandon's social media because he loves it. <laughs> Message him on social media more. <laughs> he loves social media. Yay, thanks, guys. <laughs> no, I'll put all of it in the descriptions below and stuff and give him a follow, will not
0: Thank you very much, guys.